everyone, Jefferson Graham here, Photo Walk Talks episode going to St. Augustine, Florida with Larry Becker. He is a photographer, he's a video maker, he's an entrepreneur. He is the leading expert on how to look good on camera. He wrote a book on it. Great on camera. Great on camera by Larry Becker. But he's also a great photographer and lives in Florida and is going to talk to us about one of the great photo walks going up to the oldest city in America, St. Augustine. Larry? Yeah, it's a great place to be. Um, my wife and I have loved going there for years. But before that, back when I was in my young teens, I was a Boy Scout. And I remember that I remember visiting there as a young teen. And even before that, um, 11 or 12 years old, I remember going to St. Augustine. <clears throat> and um, my grandma, wanted to go to this historic place because of this awesome museum that was there. So I remember that really well from uh, my childhood. So I've had a lot of fun there. I was actually a chaperone for one of my son's elementary school uh, field trips to St. Augustine. So I've had a lot of visits there and a lot of great experiences. And I'm always finding new places to go there. It's a very interesting city. We'll start off by telling people about St. Augustine. Um, it is not one of the bigger cities in Florida. It's, right. uh, I believe it's in between Jacksonville and Daytona Beach, sort of. But set the yeah. scene, tell everybody about it. Yeah, it's a little south of uh, Jacksonville. And from where I live in the middle of uh, Central Florida, it's probably two hours and 20 minutes, 2.30, something like that. And um, it is right there on the coast. Well, the history and the fact that there's always something new, even though it's really old. So this oldest city in the in the US and the oldest street in the US, and it's a brick footpath now. It's not an open street for any traffic. And there's a lot of really touristy stuff. And there are, uh, um, I don't know that Avila Street is necessarily, although it's interesting, I don't know that it's necessarily the best place to photograph. There's all kinds of places that I prefer photographing, like at the oceanfront, like at the fort, the lighthouse. So I can dig into uh, some of those a little bit if you like. Uh, please do. Lighthouses. We love lighthouses. No yeah, matter where you know, they are. So tell us about this. <laughs> yeah, the St. Augustine Lighthouse has a, a, a black and white uh, spiral stripe down it. Um, and it is, there are a lot of different places that you can go around it to photograph with a lot of interesting foreground. So that's kind of one of the reasons that it makes this like, it's not like really far off the coast and all you see is water and then a little stick standing up there. You can go to a lot of different places and photograph the lighthouse from these different angles. And it's interesting because you have that, that point of reference, but you also have different things in the foreground. And uh, one of the places that you can go is this bridge that's called um, the Bridge of Lions. So that's that's by itself is a, a photographic opportunity. It's very, very close to the uh, university. And Flagler College, I understand, was originally an old, old historic uh, hotel that was then converted into Flagler College. And then there are a lot of historically uh, reminiscent buildings that have been added on to Flagler College, the original hotel, to make up the, the entire campus. Very, very interesting area. Um, 
Before I go too far into this, and I'm going to tell you about a couple of different places to go and some different things to look for and photograph. But one of the things that I, I want to mention is I had been going there for years and, you know, these school field trips as a kid. And then again, as adult chaperone for elementary school kids. Um, one of the things that I would recommend to people is go on one of the tours. There are a ton of these um, tours and they're on like little things like trams and stuff. It's worth it. I went on one of these tram tours uh, a few years back and I'm like, I didn't know that was there. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's interesting. For example, it, there's a fort and uh, the fort is the Castillo de San Marcos. And the interesting thing about that fort, and I've been in it a bunch of different times, and they actually had a, an historic restoration uh, from the time that I was a little kid to the way it looks now. And it's, it's much more true to what it used to be uh, decades ago, uh, centuries ago. Um, but what was interesting is the city of St. Augustine was attacked numerous times. And that fort always held its ground and was never overrun by the enemy. So what the enemy would do is they'd uh, come up in their ship and they would fire cannons at the city and specifically at the fort. And on one of these tours that I was riding on around downtown, they pointed out on the side of some buildings in downtown, cannonball damage. And you look there and it's still there. So it's, it was just really interesting to me to see this uh, evidence of a cannonball hitting the side of a building hundreds of years ago. The, I think, I think I read that the uh, fort was finished in like 1650. So before the year 1700, uh, the fort was finished. Maybe it was 1659, something like that. The fort itself is very interesting. When you get there, uh, you have the opportunity to go through on tours and they tell you about it. It's, it's interesting stuff. I remember when I was that little boy scout, you know, 14 years old or so, um, going to the fort and we didn't bring cameras and we didn't care about that stuff. And we were listening and trying to pay attention, but we were also having fun and uh, being teenagers. I remember walking across the, the path because there's a moat uh, around the fort, a little recessed area. And if you go look at modern pictures of this, you see grass in this recessed moat area around the fort. Back when I went, when I was in um, Boy Scouts, they had it with some water, but it was kind of swampy and it wasn't really full of water. Like you always picture the traditional uh, castle surrounded by a moat. It wasn't that way. And apparently they couldn't get it to stay that way. Well, as it turns out, <laughs> some historians did some research and they found out that it wasn't a moat. It was a recessed area, uh, an area that went down, but they kept livestock in it. And so they had this um, grassy area down there and they would keep, I I'm guessing, goats and pigs and, and uh, livestock down there. And then they had the narrow areas where you would actually go into the castle or the, the fort so they could defend it well. And so people trying to get into the fort had to go down into these little recessed areas, a moat without water, I guess, is the best description, and um, uh, try and climb up the side of the, 
the fort and they couldn't. And I keep calling it a fort. I kept wanting to call it a castle. It's not truly a castle, but it is definitely a uh, uh, built for armed resistance. And they made it out of this stuff called coquina. Um, now, coquina is a small shell. Coquina actually translates to small shell. And what they did was there was a nearby island that was just loaded with this I guess it's kind of like limestone. It's a, a mineable or quarryable rock um, made of this compressed coquina shells. And so when you get close to the fort, you can actually see that it's made up of these big rocks that were all put together. And the rocks are contain these bits of shells. So okay. interesting so, so, stuff there. So fort, museums, yeah. obviously yeah. The, the water, the waterfront. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the, the waterfront oldest, is the oldest street. The waterfront is great, and there's good variety there. And you'll even find uh, some restaurants if you go down. There's a there's a highway when you cross the um, the bridge of lions. You get on a one a, and you start going south on that, and you can see there are it's like a a beachfront highway, and you can see there are restaurants to your right, and then to the left is the ocean. And there are some neat places that you can go and a, a it's like two story high um, bar restaurant places so you can eat outside and look out over the ocean. And that's pretty cool. And there's a pier near there. And as much as I love your pier photography, and I've started taking pictures of piers, I have never done the one in St. Augustine. Well, I think it's time. I think so too. Yeah. And I have an excuse to go back there. Okay. And um, so it's just how did this old city stay up? I mean, it's the oldest city in America. Yeah. And and all the development in Florida was elsewhere, right? True. Yeah. So yeah. how did that happen? Well, I don't I don't know. I think the um I think the people in St. Augustine were the people that the, the city fathers were dedicated to keeping the historic history in place. And the fact that this ancient fort was there was a big help. And then this beautiful hotel that became Flagler College, uh, another anchor to St. Augustine. You can go through St. Augustine and find everything modern that you might expect. There are Dunkin' Donuts, and I go there for coffee. And, you know, there's Chick-fil-A and all this other stuff. And you'll see a lot of modern things. It is, while there is a lot of history in the city, and a lot of the buildings are historically preserved and accurate. There's a lot of modern life there too. What I really like is how kind of close a lot of things are in, in St. Augustine. If you walk down that historic city or his, historic street, uh, Avila Street, Avilas, Avila, Avila Street, um, you'll find that there are a lot of little side streets and a lot of neat places. You, my wife and I could just spend all day walking one mile, but if you want to walk more, then walk across the, um, uh, the bridge of lions and you can walk to some neat uh, restaurants there. And a lot of restaurants there have two stories and open air uh, places on, on the roof so that you can sit and look out over everything. Cause there's a lot to be able to see. And if you're there with a camera, you're not going to even be paying attention to what 
what's for lunch. You're going to be taking pictures, walking over to the uh, edge of the restaurant. There's just so many neat places to, to be able to see. And if you get up two stories in one of those restaurants, uh, you'll find a whole bunch of places. You're not going to fly to St. Augustine as part of your destination, but it'd be part of your Florida trip. If yeah. you're coming from somewhere else, would you be going up from Orlando, driving down from Jacksonville? Um, yes, you can do you can do either of those uh, from Orlando. It's maybe an hour and a half drive, maybe, uh, depending on where you are in Orlando. Um, if you're in the middle of traffic on I-4 in Orlando, it's a six-hour drive. Uh, but um, Orlando, Daytona, it's straight up from Daytona. Um, maybe... 45 minutes to an hour north of Daytona, probably an hour. And um, it, it's, it's just a really neat place to, to go. Uh, you do plan, do plan on driving there though. Yeah. Okay. Well, so Larry, post COVID, you and I, St. Augustine, what do you say? Oh, I think it'll be a blast. A lot of fun, right? Yeah. I love St. Augustine. Give me a reason to go. Okay. Larry Becker, Photo Walk Talks, St. Augustine, Florida. Read his book, Great on Camera. I believe he has a website, greatoncamera.com. That's right? the one. Right. And otherwise, look for him on Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook. Okay. I'm at Jefferson Graham on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks, everyone, for watching this. And uh, we'll see you on the next Photo Walk. <laughs>